Vancouver Canucks scored two goals a minute 19 apart in the third period on the way to a 4-2 win over the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Brandon Sutter with two goals for the Canucks. He scored on a penalty shot. He got what turned out to be the game winner. For the Oilers, it is Thomas Yurko and Patrick Russell with the goals. Cooper Marodi assisted on both of them. Russell and Yurko also adding helpers tonight. That was the best line for Edmonton as they dropped to 1-1 one and one in the preseason. Thanks for tuning in tonight, 10:53, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins, Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford. So, Rob, let's dive right in with clearly, <coughs> clearly the best line for the Oilers tonight, Yurko Marodi and Patrick Russell. Yeah, they were all very good in the game. I thought Yurko was the best forward on the ice tonight. I thought he created, he looked confident when he had the puck on his stick made a couple nice defensive plays uh russell is a workhorse he just never stops out there uh, i'm not sure he has the hands uh, of a yurko but uh he did get the the one great opportunity on the setup and, and fired it far side and put the puck in the net which at, at that point looked like it might be uh, the winning goal uh, they were very good uh, marodi complimented them at, well in the game, I thought Yurko and Russell were the two stronger of, uh, of the line, but they created every time they went out there. And those are guys that are fighting for a, a spot in the roster on, on opening day. And I don't know if Yurko would have been as high up in the discussion before this game, but he certainly worked himself into it after tonight because uh, there was a couple of the European signings that we saw in last night's game against Winnipeg that you didn't notice at all. You certainly noticed Yurko and Russell every time they stepped on tonight on the ice tonight and they played against a much tougher lineup tonight here in Vancouver than Winnipeg Jets, uh, Jets uh, iced on on the game last night so a good game for that line Patrick Russell an interesting player to watch thought he did okay yesterday mm-hmm. he had a late scoring opportunity two on one with Tyler Benson muff the shot and yep. you think oh man a guy like him has to has to bury that because we know the story with the Oilers depth players yes they got to check and kill penalties but to really get a spot there it'd be nice if you if you scored occasionally as well and then first two periods tonight he had a deflection didn't get a lot on it he had another chance in the slot and shot it way wide and we're thinking oh man can this guy finish it all seven shots on goal tonight for Patrick Russell finally made one count I'm sure he's earned continued looks here as we move through the preseason he has I know that Bob and you were talking about it before the game how you have them ranked the players that are fighting for spots seven through 12 in the lineup and Yurko was quite far down there. Russell was down there as well. Uh, but the players that played last night weren't as strong. And, and Russell and Yurko stepped up. Another player that people have talked a lot about has been Benson. And Benson was okay again tonight, but nothing special. And he's been leapfrogged after two games by these other players. Now, there's still a long ways to go. But when you're looking at third and fourth line type players... You're looking at guys that make the right decisions all the time. And in this game tonight, two other guys that uh, we were looking at, Curry, he was the one that turned the puck over that created the penalty shot against. A fourth-line guy can't do that. Fourth-line guy's got to understand his role on the team. His role is get pucks in corners, work hard, keep play going the offensive way. Don't turn the puck over trying to make a fancy play. So uh, Russell, his work ethic, he's been praised already by Dave Tippett throughout exhibition and preseason and tonight he just continued on that role so that is they, they've 
at the end of games, coaches put, you know, either stars or check marks beside players that they thought had a little bit extra special jump in their game. Those players are going to get a little star beside their names, and we're going to see them again, I would imagine, real soon in an exhibition to see if they can keep it going. The thing about Yurko tonight, he looked quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he looked like he could he could zoom a little bit. And, and obviously on his goal, he, he didn't stay on the outside. He, he he tried to get the puck into the slot, get his body into the slot. And he looked confident. There was twice where he made behind-the-back passes. Now, high-percentage ones, mm-hmm. but still behind-the-back passes that it's... You don't see a lot of younger players doing that. They, they try to make sure, almost kind of guide the puck where they want it to go. But he looked confident out there. He was driving the net. He was driving plays. He took the puck wide, another opportunity, then stopped up and looked for a late trailer coming in. Uh, yeah, it, it. that was my first look at him mm-hmm. as a hockey player, and I was quite impressed. The face-off story tonight is an interesting one. The Oilers, historically, like we're g- going back, well, a long time, have not been a good face-off team. They won 72% of the face-offs tonight. Colby Cave went 13 out of 17. Unfortunately, one of the four that he lost wound up in the back of the Oilers net where he didn't cover his man after losing the draw but still he went 13 out of 17 Brad Malone went 11 out of 14 and young Ryan McLeod went 12 out of 15 for 80 percent McLeod you know he's known for his speed thought he had a decent game but obviously he's kicking himself wide open net would have made it 3-1 Oilers and, and you could see the disappointment in his face that happened in the he stayed out for, for the shift, and there was about 10, 15 seconds had gone by, and then the whistle gone, there was an icing play, and they had a close-up of his face going back to his face-off in his own zone. So this was about a minute, minute and a half after he'd missed the play, and you could still see him shaking his head. Uh, what you liked on the play is he drove through the middle. You liked the fact that he took the puck from one side to the other to create the wide-open net. Uh, it was a smart play that maybe he got a little excited that uh, he had that big, <laughs> a gaping hole. Maybe he got a little surprised. So uh, he's going to be disappointed, but I think that the coaching staff's going to say, okay, he did everything right there. Uh, the next time the puck will go in the back of the net, and on that play too, that was a great play by Bouchard setting him up that created the opportunity for McLeod. Uh, McLeod was fine. I, I think that what I've seen of him so far, and it's been limited, I think his feet are probably faster than his hands so that he he does create chances. I'm not sure he capitalizes on as many chances as he can get. Yeah, I, I mean, he's he's going to be in the American Hockey League. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys who'll play in the minors, start to figure out how to play as a pro, the type of player he is going to be. I mean, most guys, when they're drafted, even, even if you're a mid-round draft pick, you're often the best or the second best player on your junior mm-hmm. team, right? So he'll figure out who he's going to be. I think he's probably projects as a third line type player for the Oilers speed kill some penalties hopefully score a little bit so yeah he was obviously disappointed with that one the goaltending story tonight I I thought both goaltenders had good games Thatcher Demko for the uh, Vancouver Canucks gets the win he makes 35 stops Shane Starrett not as busy for the Oilers and kind of a, a tough luck loss for him he stops 20 out of 23 for the most part, he was there when the Oilers needed him. Uh, Edmonton controlled the first period. He was scored on on a penalty shot. All Vancouver early in the second period. Several great saves, including a few on a power play. He did give up the two quick ones in the third. But he, he emerged last year as an AHL starter. He'll have that role for the Condors this season. And uh, maybe he gets another game. And as you and Bob mentioned, especially with Mike Smith 
recovering from a, a flu bug that that hit him last week uh maybe he's earned another preseason start here i i think so and i know that jack and bob were talking about it after the game uh, my guess is Koskinen and Starr will split the two games here on home ice this week or at least play in both of them. Uh, he, he was good. Uh, he probably would like the rebound back on the P- Pedersen goal. Okay, probably kicked that a little too far. I don't blame him on the goal. That one was Bouchard turned the wrong way, turned away from his his defensive responsibility. And when a guy like Pedersen gets the puck on his stick with a, a net half open, he's going to put the puck in. Uh, and then the last goal, Colby Cave just lost his man, which allowed uh, Sutter to be standing by himself wide open behind Starrett. But Starrett was good. He, he looked confident, uh, looked solid, looked comfortable. Uh, and I, my belief and your belief is he has earned another start here in the preseason. He's an AHL goalie this year, mm-hmm. but he has the ability to be a very, very good AHL goaltender, and we saw that tonight. Canucks beat the Oilers 4-2 tonight, so Edmonton 1-1 one one in the preseason. These two teams are going to play again on Thursday night at Rogers Place. So you can give us a call, 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. A couple textures uh, asking, Anthony Peluso, when did he become an Oiler? Well, he's he's on an AHL contract, got a preseason uh, game tonight. Generally in his career, his his penalty minutes have exceeded his points. He had five shots on goal that I did 13 uh, in uh, almost 13 minutes. He actually, uh, you actually notice him again. I mean, he'll he'll be a condor, but uh, you know, he, he got involved a little bit. He did. I I, I remember him as a player. So he, he's he's got NHL uh, ability as a fourth line guy. Uh, he's probably, you know, at at the end of his career type of NHL career, but he can certainly help out in, in the minor leagues. And when you've got a, a young team down in the minors, you want to have someone there that uh, can settle games down when they get out of hand. And whenever you bring a player in to play in your minor league system to be a protector, to be a role model, to be a veteran, you want to reward them. And that's what he was getting with a, a game here with the Oilers. There's no chance of him making the team, but you're sending a message. You know what? You're going to be part of our organization going forward and tonight we're going to give you a little, you know, slap on the back and say, hey, good for you. Here's a game for you. And he went out and he played well. All right, 4-2, the Canucks win it. We're going to have post-game reaction from the Oilers dressing room as we roll along. It is 11.03. We'll call a quick timeout, overtime open line, presented by Heartland Ford. Dish off by Goldobin to Peterson, who gets it back from Hughes. Centers, what a save made by Starrett. Point blank on Furlan. Right toe save. Here's a one-timer, Peterson. Another save, Starrett. Then a sprawling right pad rebound set. Then another save on Goldobin. Three fantastic saves in a row from Shane Starrett. Yeah, good work by the Oilers goaltender early in the second period. However, Shane Starrett takes the loss tonight. Vancouver winning this one 4-2. Shane texting 630-630 says, I really liked Ethan Bear's play tonight. He did well with his assignment on Peterson, looked poised and confident. Well, he's one of the young defensemen that's trying to make a name for himself, trying to get some games, hopefully start the season here. Uh, I think he's behind Bouchard in in the talent level. He's got a little bit more experience. I I thought he was fine tonight. Uh, A couple... Uh, mistakes with the puck on his stick, but 
you know, I, I think it's hard to find nitpick a whole lot in tonight's game. Was the the young Oilers team I thought played very very well against a strong Canuck team. Uh, Ethan Bear's got to continue to push forward. He's got to strong in his own zone. I think that's the biggest thing, Ethan Bear. I think when the puck is on his stick, he makes pretty good decisions. The one thing that I didn't really like in his game was that when they were on the power play early in the game, he he four or five times the puck came to him on the blue line. And he didn't put the puck on net. He kept looking elsewhere. He didn't look confident enough to put the pu- to put the puck on net. Conversely, you look at Bouchard. Puck comes to him. He's thinking shot right away. So I like Bear to have a little more confidence. Hopefully, as training camp and exhibition season moves on, he'll gain that confidence because that is what he is good at. His offensive ability is what he is strong at. He's got to take advantage of it when he gets the opportunities. This texture says, before seeing tonight's game, I thought maybe Bouchard had a shot at the opening night lineup but he needs some good time in the minors to develop his defensive game too careless in the Oilers. And, well, you know what? I, I think that text kind of sums up what you will see from Bouchard. And the Oilers have not had uh, an elite offensive defenseman for, for quite a while. And who knows if Bouchard is going to be elite, but at the very least, he looks like he's going to be a good offensive defenseman. And as we've been talking about, when he has the puck... Mm-hmm. He is very under control. He sees the ice well. Even going back to the seven games he played in the NHL last year, he made some some really nice passes. He shoots the puck well. He generally gets his shot through from the line. He often gets his shot off quickly. He doesn't have to tickle the rafters like some guys say. It's kind of a very fluid, very quick mm-hmm. backswing, but he still gets power on it. Like I said, uh, hits the net. I, I wouldn't say he's a disaster defensively, but nope. that's what Tippett said yesterday. One of the things working against Evan Bouchard is is defense and inexperience. And maybe you can tie those almost into the, or throw those into the same bucket because a lot of times with playing defense and when you move up a level is just seeing situations or knowing knowing your opponent. I would, I would say without... Real hesitation here that he probably, with the puck on his stick, is already the best that the Oilers have with the puck on his stick. I, from what I've seen last year and again this year, he doesn't make a mistake with the puck on his stick. He always makes a play. He always finds the right place to put the puck, whether it be with a shot, moving the puck, uh, jumping up when he needs to. But then you see little things defensively, and the one was the, the Peterson goal tonight. Uh, the puck gets put on net. If he looks for Peterson and blocks him out, doesn't look for the puck, just blocks Peterson out. The rebound comes out, there's no play. But he turns away from his man, and that extra second from him turning away allowed Peterson to find the puck, put the puck in the back of the net. Now, for 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 a defenseman like Bouchard, experience is what Dave Tippett talked about, and he's never had to really play hard defensive minutes. When he was in London, he was on one of the best teams in the league, and he was the best player on that team. He had the puck, or a teammate had his puck. They didn't play in their own zone very very long. So he's never had to really refine his uh, defensive responsibilities because he's never had to play in his zone a whole lot. Uh, that's something that he's going to learn. And he's talented enough, he's smart enough, he will learn that. And he needs seasoning in, in the minor league level just to be able to. And he got some last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And he's going to take that experience. He's got a point again. Yeah, and he's yeah. And that, again, offense is never going to be an issue. But if you're going to play in the National Hockey League, you've got to be 
a positive both offensively and defensively. He'll get there, but not to start the season. Too much pressure on him. Let him go down, gain his footing down in the minor. He will at some point this year play in the National Hockey yeah. League. It's just a matter of how long it takes him to get here, and then when he, once he gets here, whether he stays the remainder or not. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a good point. And, and when he comes up... I mean, I hope the Oilers don't need him in a situation where he needs to be the guy on defense. I mean, you hope he comes up and says, okay, you know what, Evan, you're going to be on the power play, mm-hmm. maybe first unit, maybe second unit, and then we're going to put you out. You're, we're going to try to not put you out against the other team's yep. top line. We're, you know, maybe you're second or third player. Maybe you play 16 minutes and four of those are on the power play or three of those are on the power play. And if he's with the Condors, he gets to learn, he gets to play, you know, move up a level, play against men, play against more experienced players, play against bigger bodies, and his mistakes are, you know, he can be taught. He's not making mistakes in the NHL. The scrutiny is not going to be the same. So, you know, I'm optimistic about Bouchard. And, and Holland has said it. He doesn't want to keep young players as healthy scratches. Mm-hmm. If, if Evan Bouchard is the Oilers' seventh best defenseman, He'll go to the minors. He's not going to be here to be a healthy scratch. He wants them playing games. And, and that's the way it should be. We're not looking at Evan Bouchard as uh, this is his season or, or bust. We're looking at Evan Bouchard as being a 12- to 14-year pro and a very good one. And for him to be that, he's got to continue to learn the game in the defensive zone. And he'll do that. We've, we've seen the coaching staff down in, in Bakersfield. They are good. And the players have all talked about how much fun it was playing for them and all the stuff that they learned down there. Let him go and continue to learn. He's only got 15 games pro right now. Right. So he's got a lot of lot of stuff he can learn. He's got a long career ahead of him. So let's progress the proper way. Yeah, but I but I understand like he it is tantalizing oh. to see what to see what he could do. A- again, the he when the puck is on his stick, he is better than any other defenseman the Oilers have as of right now. 4-2, the Canucks win it tonight. We have Robert calling in, 780-496-0063. Go ahead, Robert. Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Uh, I have a couple things uh, tonight uh, that I want to talk about. First, I want to talk about uh, the play of Scarrett. I thought I thought he looked good. I mean, you know, I mean, like Peter heard Jack and Bob touched on it. That, you know, he let in three goals on, on 22 shots, but I don't, I, I don't think... I don't think that that really uh, really tells the story of how he played. And then, uh, oh, and I also want to touch. You guys are talking about uh, Bouchard. I think I think the right move is maybe you know you you send him down, maybe bring him up half, halfway through the year if you need him. If not, you leave him down there, let him season, and then then maybe he's ready for a full time job starting next year. Yeah, thanks, Robert. I, well, yeah, I think you nailed it with Bouchard. And again, now that he's a, a year older, there's none of that. Oh, the nine-game limit mm-hmm. with Junior. You can bring Bouchard up, you know, a couple times if you want to take a look at him, or you need him, or, or there's an injury, or he's if Bakersfield's power play is forty percent, twenty games into the season, and it's all him, then then maybe he gets a shot. Stare. I, I did think Stare had a good game. He probably would like. Uh, and I know you mentioned plus Bouchard didn't tie up the, the yeah. uh, who got the second goal for them. Peterson. That was Peterson, yeah. But and you know I'm sure Starrett would like that rebound back. But but still for the I thought it was a pretty strong game from him. And, mm-hmm. he, and he for the most part, and I referenced it earlier, he made the saves at the time of the game when he needed 
to make it because Vancouver had three or four good opportunities to extend a one nothing lead early in the second period, and he kept the Oilers within a goal, and they eventually tied it. Yeah, one, I mean, there was two or three times I thought, oh, there's a goal. No, what a save. And a couple of the Vancouver Canucks looking up to the sky after well, they missed opportunities. save on Peterson was a beauty. That was wonderful. And then the, the one where Pearson came across on the back end, he thought he had him beat too. So uh, that was an audition for Starrett, and it was a very good one. And I think that when you're a young player, what you're looking for in an audition is another chance. And I think he's earned another chance with the way he played tonight. I thought he was he was excellent, and he needed to be. So uh, good on him playing with the expectations that they now have with him, and he played very, very well. 11-15, Oilers lose 4-2 to the Vancouver Canucks. These two teams will play again on Thursday at Rogers Place. All right, we will have reaction from the Oilers dressing room as we move along. We have open lines at 780-496-0063 if you want to talk. This is Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford. Final score in Vancouver. The Canucks outlast the Oilers 4-2. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. The lead early in the third, but uh, looked like the home squad just rallied back. Uh, yeah, I, I liked a lot of things we did. I mean, the effort, uh, lots of try in our game, which was really good to see. A lot of guys competing hard for jobs. And ultimately, we, we made some plays that bring a little trouble on us and uh, trouble on ourselves, and they capitalize on them. But not from lack of try. We had, I think there was three or four times the puck was behind their goalie and couldn't find the net. So I uh, like the effort. There's some mistakes we can clean up, but uh, good evaluation game. What did you make of the line of Yurko, Marodi, and Russell? Why were they so successful tonight? We started out with Curry there, and I flipped Russell in there. I've liked Russell the last couple games. They, uh, they work. Marodi's got some good skill. Uh, Yurko, uh, you know, he's, he's come with the real mindset. He wants to wants to make this team and he uh, played a strong game tonight he's got good skill he's got um, can hold pucks he's he scored at uh, at the american league level it'd be interesting to see if he can score at the Amer at the nhl level now but you see those guys like that they're competing hard for jobs and that's good to see He's not a pure goal scorer, but he's no. a He's got good hands, though, but he's, you know, he was, he's got good skill. And uh, if he competes as, as hard as he did tonight, he's, you know, he's a good player. Good player. But so we'll see. Like, there's every game, you, it kind of goes, you see players start to separate themselves, you know, and you're, yeah, that's what we're looking for. We're, we're looking for players that can help our team, and uh, the competition right now has been very good. What did you think of Shane Sterrett in your first made look some, at him? Made some good saves. I think he'd like to have that one rebound back on Patterson's goal, but uh, that uh, the power play in the second period really made some good saves, some real strong saves. So, um, you know, I'd say all in all, he had a strong game. Did your defensemen separate themselves tonight, or are they still all the bagging? Uh, no, there's. I thought Samarukov was pretty good tonight. Um, you know, Manning was solid. Uh, Bush looked a little tired. Uh, yeah, and and you know what? That's that's some of the challenges we're trying to put on some of these young players because those are things that happen in the air. You know, you could play back to back, and if you're playing 15 to 20 minutes a game, you gotta you gotta be able to work your way through those. So those are all good lessons for young players. Like I say, I'm I liked our I liked how hard we worked, our compete level. I wish we could have capitalized on a few more chances and like I say the the opportunities or the goals that they got were uh, we you know we made some mistakes to give them those opportunities. Bear. Bear. Solid. 
just solid, yeah. Takes a lot of minutes. He's playing quicker than I've seen him. You know, I think he's had a good summer. Uh, he looks like he's playing with more jump right now, and that's... Uh, He's eager. He's one of those guys, another eager guy to win a spot on the team. So does Russell, when you put him with offensive players and he immediately gets points, does that his stock go up a little bit because he's not just a checker? No, but see, the thing is, the key is right now, your checkers have to be able to score too. If you want depth scoring in your lineup, you just can't have checkers that check. you got to have checkers that can contribute offensively. That's what makes him an interesting player. His skill comes from hard work. Finding pucks, digging pucks out on the on the uh, forecheck, getting pucks at the net, you know things like that. So he's uh, he's been a good player so far in camp. That is Dave Tippett, the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, after their 4-2 loss of the Vancouver Canucks. So you like Patrick Russell, you know you need checkers who can score. Well, that's the challenge for the Oilers' bottom six, mm-hmm. right? The last year. The bottom six guys definitely didn't score, and oftentimes they didn't they didn't check either. So <laughs> if Russell can keep doing that, may, maybe he's around on October 2nd. Well, that's one of the reasons that Ken Holland went out and signed a bunch of different players in the 25-26 year uh, age group just because the, they didn't have the depth last year. They didn't have the players that gave them you know, an edge when the third and fourth lines came onto the ice. So Russell was good, Yurko was good. Uh, another player that is going to be here this year, but you didn't notice a whole lot tonight was Marcus Granlund. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he, 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 I think I remember hearing his name once or twice, and that's, that's not, like, he's a guy that's more or less penciled into a lineup with the contract that he got and with uh, the resume he has, have been an NHL player for the last few years. Uh, there's going to be guys pushing. And and the one word that you, you, you heard over and over again from, from Dave Tippett was compete. He liked to compete, and that's what he's... The, the Coyote teams that he has had, when they were successful, they competed. They competed. Mm-hmm. They were never as talented as the teams they played against, but they competed. So that's something that you are going to want to make sure every time you step on the ice that you're competing hard. That's one thing you can control. You can't control the goals and assists. You can control your compete level, and he'll be watching that very closely. And interesting, too, he said Evan Bouchard looked a little tired, though mm-hmm. I, I still thought he made some good plays tonight. But he said, you know, you want to put them in mm-hmm. those, those tough situations. You're going to be tired. And, I mean, you, you lived it. If, if you wait in the NHL to only really go for it when you're feeling 100%, you're oh. only going to have <laughs> one good game a year, your first one. So you got to find a way to contribute. You, you do. And that's another reason why they had him play back-to-back, see what he's going to play on, with a little bit of fatigue in him. But back-to-back in an a in an away arena to see how he feels on playing against a little more pressure against a better lineup. Uh, again, I, I thought he, he made good plays when the puck was on his stick. Where you see him get tired, is, and it's something that Dave Tippett talked about before, is where he, he's going back to get the puck. If he's not on his horse, like there's a couple of defensemen on the Canucks. Every time they went back, that Biega, every time he went back and the other kid Shatfield, they were going full speed. Mm-hmm. And, and because they know that the, the faster they get the puck on their stick, the more time they're going to have to make a play. Now, Bouchard doesn't need as much time simply because he's a very heady player, very smart player. But in the National Hockey League, when you start having... Uh, for example, they play against Calgary, and the forecheck the Calgary Flames throw at you. You've got to get back and pick the puck up f- quick so that you have a little extra time to make the play. And tonight he did look a little tired. Canucks win it 4-2. Thomas Yurko, good game for the Oilers. He had a goal and an assist. That's the result you guys wanted. You guys got the lead in the third period, uh, but it looks like the Canucks came back. But individually, a strong game from you. How did you feel? I feel great out there. No, uh 
first game of the season, so uh, obviously uh, it's uh, it was a little tougher than uh, you know being uh, in the season and uh, being used to all the games. But uh, you know, I felt I felt good, and uh, it's a good sign for me uh, going into the season. Uh, when you come to a new organization, you play your first game with them. How important is it to get off? To the right, on the right step, rather, in order for them to snowball some confidence. Yeah, it's uh, really important. You know, uh, I'm doing my best, working really hard to uh, uh, to be noticeable out there on the ice and uh, just uh, to go, uh, do good things. So, uh, uh, like you said, it's really important for me, you know, to uh, to come here and to show show what I can do. And uh, I think I started pretty well. So, uh, too bad we lost tonight. I think we uh, could have won that game, but. Uh, like I said, personally, pretty good for me. Not the result you guys wanted as a team, but when you have a goaltender playing that good, especially for the first 50 minutes, how much does that kind of instill into the, the dressing room? Yeah, he was playing. Uh, he was playing good. So uh, you know, it was uh, made it tough, uh, tough for us. But uh, this is how it's going to be many times during the season. So uh, uh, just gotta you know put those chances in and uh, no excuses. So uh, uh, today it didn't work out. Uh, hopefully, you no know, next game it's going to work out. Thomas Jerko, goal and an assist for the Oilers tonight as they lose 4-2 to the Vancouver Canucks. Oilers 0-2 on the power play. Vancouver also 0-2. The Oilers did have a two-man advantage for a minute 16 in the first period. We're not able to cash in uh, on that one. I guess the good news is they've killed off for all four penalties they've taken in this uh, preseason. Uh, obviously, the penalty killing has been really bad the last two years, so we'll see if they can uh, turn that around as uh, as they move along. Yeah, I mean, we're going to keep an eye on on some guys here. Two home games coming up. You'd think probably Dreisaitl gets into a game. I'm sure they're going to look at Nygaard and, and Haas again. Maybe Yurko's right back in there uh, right back in there on uh, on Thursday as well. Pro- probably maybe Nugent Hopkins plays one of the two games coming up too. I would imagine. Oh, I, I would f- for sure. I believe Nugent Hopkins line to play one game. I believe that Dreisaitl will play a game a- as well. they got to get their stars in and, and get them the rust off. Now, would you take Gagne off Nugent Hopkins yes. and Neil's line whenever it is and put somebody else? I'd try someone else. Give someone else an audition. I mean, maybe Yurko. I mean, someone like that, someone that nobody expected. Um, what you got to do as a coaching staff, and I'm sure that Dave Tippett doesn't need any advice. I think he's got the success to, to show he knows what he's doing. But when somebody has a good game, reward them. And I tell you, that goes a long way in a dressing room when you say, hey, oh, my goodness, I just went out. Look, at he went and did that, and he gets to move up in the lineup. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that they know what Gagne can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dave Tippett knows all about him. The Oilers organization know all about him. But I think there's other players that are here on tryouts or other guys that come up from the minors. You want to see what they can do. And the one player that we heard a lot about that would play or get an opportunity is Benson. I don't think his play over the first two games warranted him to be able to move up and play on that second line. But a guy like Yurko, a guy like Russell, I mean, somebody like that, maybe Chase on. Uh, there are a lot of opportunities, and there's going to be a lot of guys out there that would relish the opportunity to play with Neil and Nugent Hopkins, knowing the success that they could have if they played with them. Let's head back to Vancouver one more time. Here's Patrick Russell. Patrick, obviously not the result you wanted today, but a pretty strong showing from your line overall. Yeah, I thought the the team, we had a really good effort. Um, we had a 2-1 lead going into the third. We got to find a way to, to keep that lead, but overall I thought it was a, a really good effort. Individually, how much does a game like that, especially in the first game or second game rather for you kind of snowball some confidence now heading 
deeper into training camp as we evolve. Yeah, you know, you, you want to want to take a step every day in the right direction, and I just try to try to improve every day and then try to show something, showcase myself. So, so that's what I'm trying to do. You got a front row view of Shane Sterrett last season in Bakersfield. Obviously, it looks like he hasn't missed a step. When when a goaltender's dialed in like that, what does that do for the team? You know, it's huge. Um, yeah, he was obviously great with us last season in Bakersfield, and, and I see him every day, and, and he's really done some great things over the summer, and he's improved, and you can really see that today. Do you feel like as a team, as a collective, there's a lot to build off of after this loss tonight? Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, the effort was there. I mean, it's the second, second game of the season, first uh, game of the season for some guys. There's a lot we can build on, and, yeah, we can bring a lot to the next game. Great. Thanks, Pat. Patrick Russell gave the Oilers the lead early in the third period. However, Edmonton could not hang on. The Canucks got two goals a minute 19 apart and then sealed it with an empty netter. You can get more on 630Ched.com. These two teams meet again on Thursday at Rogers Place. We have it for you on 630Ched, 530 for the face-off show. The game will start at 7. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Overtime Open Line, courtesy of Heartland Ford. It's 11.30. Have a good night.